So as I understand it, uh, we have a fan who won a contest, and now he gets to be on the show. Yeah, he ate the most milk duds on we, uh, Earth. The contest was email us and also eat the most milk duds, <laughs> both of which he did. Well, actually, I believe the context was enslave your girlfriend to have her make oh, fan okay. art. So you enslaved my girlfriend in the contest because uh, <laughs> that's how I interpreted that, unfortunately. Oh, Ooh. it's a ho- oh, this is a die-hard podcast uh, situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You kidnapped her. Nagatomi Plaza Tower. No, your girlfriend is now ours. James, your girlfriend does make some amazing fan art. Uh, shout out to Alex. Oh, yeah. Who might not even be listening to this one. I don't even know. But, uh... Well, introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My name is James. I uh, participated in a whole bunch of nation building, which is oh, they don't. Know. We we thank God we don't tell people what that is. On right. The but it is. <laughs> let it be known. Uh, my current favorite writing experience in my life, and writing is like one of the things I do for enjoyment. So uh, that's how I met all these lovely folks, including but mostly excluding Belvin. Yeah, James is not only a writer, he's also a good, good friend of ours. We go way back. And we thought, you know what, why have, like, accomplished people on the podcast and we can instead have, you know, our boy James, who hasn't done really anything of note. Uh, mm-hmm. no, in- James <laughs> saved my life in Vietnam, actually. Well, speaking of, we introduced the guest before introducing what fucking podcast we're doing. They know what, I, I, you, again, if I you're here, thinking, you know what you're listening to. No, they yeah, don't. It, this could what be the first g- episode someone listens to. We've never had a new listener. This is 30 oh Minute Worlds. This is 30 Minute Worlds, the podcast where we build a fantasy setting for you in 30 minutes, usually more, based off of random prompts. Uh, James is our guest lad here, which means he's going to be the lore lad, which means while we generate prompts, James is going to have the unifying vision of the world and have creative control and veto power. Uh over the setting with that and now that we've told them what podcast we're listening to uh for our blind fans who are just scrolling through you know spotify or itunes clicking on random things without even knowing people do that uh, what i they can't are. find us when i search <laughs> the name of the podcast <laughs> like I, I i go out of my way to look for it and i can't find it on spotify um <laughs> i keep putting in 30 uh, it's you have to spell 30 out. We're going to start simple. off with <laughs> some prompts and chessmen. You are on deck. What is your prompt now, word for we, James here? Before we do, before I say anything, we usually have three prompts, right? Yeah. So are we, we're doing everyone four. except we're doing James going to give. Yep. I okay. think we can do it. I, I could also be prompted not to prompt. Well, the lore lad doesn't prompt in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone but you gives a prompt and you spin the setting together and get veto power yeah and like you don't you don't have to use it if it does if you have a good idea and we can't fix it like we usually find a way to fix it in but if if we can't it doesn't matter yeah 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 i mean i understood this to be largely mental contortions forced on me by you guys yeah yeah Yeah. how to make this into a setting yeah Mm -hmm. it's like we're fighting you with words in a a lore (laughs) emotions uh lore duels chessman what is your word for james here how about um key? How about key? Okay, that's a powerful word. Cool. Lime. Oh, I I like key like <laughs> Japanese like uh, Japanese key. Lime pie. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, no, I'm not doing that in to a you. World. <laughs> um, 
Are you actually going with lime, Belvin? Because that's that's fine. It's fine. I like yeah. yeah. I like I like being scurvy free. Uh, I, Chessman was was your key prompt? Was that key like energy or key like the key, the key object? It was. Please do not pigeonhole <sighs> me here, Walter. I need all the help I can get. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was the um the sound key that came out of my mouth. Okay, so, so it could it be, be like a bird. Either. Or it could be like it could be a um, verb, like to key someone's car. That's that's always a good time. It could be an island chain. It could be like a like a like a laughing okay. sound effect. Dan, what's your prompt? Uh, my prompt word is prophecy. Prophecy. Okay, my prompt word is uh, what do we have thus far? Key lime prophecy. <laughs> I'm gonna pie. go. I'm gonna go pie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> now World War One. I, oh, I thought this was God. the World War One episode. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> hang on, James. Can I select? Can I select instead of pie? World War Two as a prompt. <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> Please, God. Okay, the prompts exactly are key that. lime prophecy and World War Two. World War Two can be a vibe, oh, no. or it can be the. Uh, actual setting, but yeah, we're now locked yeah, we, in. We've done alt history before. <laughs> if you want to go that way. Is oh, alternate history. I mean, if, if I was thinking more of like the thematic sense of yeah, that's kind of uh, like the you, thematic yeah. aesthetic of World War II. That's better. You can spin it either way. Both yeah, have yeah. been done on this podcast before, which is strange because like right now in my head, I have like the resonant frequency of like limes being tied to this prophecy, um, and somehow that starts huh. World War II. Yeah, the, the prophecy. We're gonna get there. Okay. Well, limes um, are. Uh, you have to grow limes, so somebody has to be a lime magnate, right? It, oh, or at least a lime porter. Yeah, that's how limes work. Yeah. Well, what if scurvy yeah. is a really big deal in this world? I yeah. also wanted to fold scurvy into this. Vitamin uh, C deficiency okay. is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Why would that? Are limes why the would only that be? Vitamin C. Are limes the only way? No, they are, are not the only way to get vitamin C, but they're a great way to get light vitamin C. Well, if any of us had okay. any nutritional knowledge, we could say what would be missing from their diet. <laughs> so is what causes scurvy just not eating vitamin C or is there something I've, else? Yeah, it's vitamin yeah, C. They, yeah. they, they did yeah. a lot of tests based on like, like, uh, you know, they have been a bunch of like fermented stuff. Like you can get vitamin C from sauerkraut, which was a big thing. Um, but yeah, they, they put lime into like grog on on ships which is just rum water and lime salt water too oh and salt yeah, yeah. well maybe Brackish. it's the world maybe the main continent of this world is just really nutritionally deficient wait so grog is margarita basically mm. it it's it's brackish that water okay, with lime, without sugar salt there's, there's and no rum. Sugar, i think yeah. it's like yeah. 10 times grosser it's yeah, super so gross it's, i guess on the main continent maybe it's nutritional profile is kind of like that of a ship right it's maybe a little arid. Well, what if what if the the nutritional deficiency is because of a lack of like arable land, and we have that this makes prolonged world spanning war going that on has destroyed the we, land uh, to farm. Yeah, kind of like the Thirty oh. Years' War did to Germany. Yeah. Okay. But we we really stretch that. Like it covers like the entire hypothetical main continent. Yeah, if you have bombing and shit going on, it really can destroy like vast swaths of land well, and it's not like you can grow limes in a lot of places like it has to be like a tropical area oh right maybe there was so much bombing that now you can grow limes in more places 
my mind was going to like a colonial thing like if we're doing a world war ii analog in, in base terms uh, mm-hmm. maybe some of these dueling empires um have found interest in the tropical islands far off the coast oh and maybe that's what kicks off yeah because some of these islands like declare independence Oh, and they're like, shit. no, fuck you guys. And they're the vital supply of limes to this we got scurvy-ridden, limes. war-torn continent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because the empires are weak because they've been fighting wars. So is the, yeah, so like the world wars happening kind of, this colony is a dependency it's of ongoing. some place in the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're seceding in the midst of a world war. Okay, right. okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I really like that so, as a setting. Oh, we've okay. got we've got our world war and our limes nailed down. Ten minute world builders. What uh? What else? What else? <laughs> prophecy. Do we need here? Oh, the prophecy. Yeah, fuck. And then we also need the key. It's it's um, kind of funny because like the limes are the key, but they're it's not. It's, well, the limes are definitely key to our situation. Yes. Um, prophecy. Well, yeah. What would the prophecy be? Well, wait. So if, if we want to go with key being chi as an energy. Um, which is cheeky, but would be fun. I'm just trying to think of what left the land so distraught. Maybe it would be like widespread fires, like whatever form of war they had uh, set lots of fires ablaze. And maybe that's because they're fighting with energy. Just throwing it out there. Hmm. They're key fighters. Energy bombs. They're throwing spirit they're bombs spirit around. Bombing the they're spirit bombing yeah. the landscape. Dude, World War, World War II <laughs> spirit bombers. I do like the sound of that. That's kind of moth K ultra, oh, okay. but I do like it. Well, well there's um, no giant moths, so it's fine. So, so the then the prophecy would be of someone to end the war, right? Or someone to come heal the land, or something, maybe. Or a weapon to end the war. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of ways to. Well, if you a, want to go negative with well, it, a good yeah. prophecy should have some ambiguity, I think. Right. So I think I think uh, we get the classic restore the balance up in here. Right. Well, um, what if what if the prophecy uh has to do with the word key. Uh, and people, because this is an old prophecy, there's multiple translations of it phonetically into both right. key, the door opening object, and key, the energy. And there's some confusion about this. And also pro- key, the <laughs> sound prophecy. that birds make. Yeah. 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 <laughs> some say the world will end in key and limes. <laughs> so, no, no, I'm not sure what the prophecy could be regarding, okay. but it probably ties into... The reason this war started, right? It didn't start over limes because we've established that the only place you can really grow limes is kind of comfortable enough to declare independence during this war. So it didn't it didn't start right. over limes? It started over this prophecy, probably. Maybe there's a place like in the old world that it's prophesied that whatever nation conquers it or like holds it will basically c- rule the continent. I do like kind of a Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I do like kind of a religious World War Two. The like the technology of World War Two, but the fanaticism of the Crusades. Well, if we want to bring in the spirit bomb thing, maybe um, there's lots of different monastic orders that are variously integrated into court politics and the military and, too. That'd be really cool. And the military, right? So, I, lots of these nations have monk types really layered in. Oh, that's really cool. Um, I like that a lot. Well, mm. if we're doing spirit bombing, then the monk types are like pretty. Pretty widespread, right? Yeah. Even I would imagine even on these lime islands, yeah, yeah, sustain or support your army. I see them almost as like a separate like core of the military. Like I have the air force, you've got your spirit users. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. have like yeah. elite monks who are trained as air pilots or something like that. Yeah, 
I'm going to go weeb real quick. Has anyone watched the saga of Tanya the Evil? Yeah. They yeah. have like magician cores, which is basically how I see these like uh, monk uh, key fighters um, where they like do special operations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're like riding their rifles around like brooms. Oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> which is uh, literally lifted straight from it. But right. But I mean, yeah, in this case, they'd be like surfing on bow staffs or something. No, they could still use the guns. I mean, they <laughs> That's, fucking, we have the aesthetic for it. True, true. Oh, they use spirit guns. Oh, yeah. So about spirit weaponry, is it different from our weaponry, or are people who are spiritually connected just better at fighting? No, I, I think they use, like, physical, or, like, their key uh, has a physical manifestation. Um, and we mm-hmm. could say that whatever is happening in this setting is souping up their power enough that they're setting these fires off with spirit mm. bombs, or this could just be the way things it, work. I like I like the I like the opposite actually. I like that uh, as the land is like getting destroyed, this is this is losing less power. But it, like initially, it was strong enough that they like they decimated the landscape with it. But now they've decimated the landscape. Yeah, I like that. What if the yeah the prophesied place to hold is like a well of like spirit energy, and they thought, hmm. oh, I can use this as a super weapon to take over the continent, hmm. and so that we're gonna fight a war over it, and now. There's less and less key going around in general. So it's even more like I imagine the fighting around this place is just like so bad that it's trading hands constantly mm-hmm. like this theater right. of the war. OK. And and then I would imagine that the converse is true for like the smaller colonies. And the reason that they're able to break away is because their land is not as like devastated. Right. They have no strategic resources, so they weren't bombed. Yeah. So the key fighters that come from there are more powerful. What if one of these monastic orders, like the leader of it was like, fuck this. I don't want to fight any more wars. We have a chance to live if we get they out of here. To Lime Country. And he took his whole order to the colony, to the Lime Colony. And that's basically, it's their uh, uh, strategic they, deterrent, no, basically. They fomented the resistance uh, in the colony and yeah, declared exactly. independence. These monks agitated for it. I kind of like that too. So it's like a monastic state, yeah, like yeah. Uh, like the Livonian knights, It'd the Baltics, cool that sort of thing. It'd be cool if they were skilled in one type of combat, like naval combat or hand to hand or air, because they're still kind of hard. Like air. air combat would make sense if they're trying to defend a big island, you know? Yeah, and keep the boats away and fight like the air. Yeah, power. so they have kind of a flying tigers regiment of guerrilla pilots defending this island. What are our nations like here? Yeah, and the and the general the general like tech level is still like. World right, War II. Right. So a guy like compared to a plane. So there's some areas that mm-hmm. are kind of less than that and some areas that might be a bit ahead. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. But like so a guy compared to a plane is at an advantage basically just because it's a smaller That's target. That's true. That's true. Mm. It'd be fucking hard. He's like got good maneuverability to fight him. So maybe yeah. one area of the world could be dubbed the Wandering Abbeys and it's sort of like a pre-unified Germany area like lots of different i like that sort of like quote unquote mini kingdoms but they were like abbeys and it's called the wandering mm-hmm. abbeys because the weather is so bad there's a lot of extreme weather is like coastal partially that they have to just like set up shop a lot and move so kind and, of these monastic princedoms uh, yes i like that a lot that's a really cool idea so they're mm-hmm. kind of unifying or have unified recently under like either a monarch or a theocratic ruler They've probably been like split up into different like yeah. slices, but yeah, they're unifying under different forces. Yeah, now they're a military power, so they would have to be not split up pretty much. Yeah, too. I, w- I would think that there's got to be 
a, a pair of coalitions of well, oppositely they aligned were forces split here. Up yeah. because their land was host to the well. And uh, outside powers for years, like, politically manipulated the politics of the tiny princedom, so they'd always be fighting, and they could maybe move in and grab the well. And sometimes they didn't, sometimes they didn't. But uh, now they've unified, and the well is under their control, perhaps. So they, they're kind of starting this war on the... Like, they have that advantage, but they're, they're a new state. They're a young state, so they're kind of on the back foot. Mm-hmm. So on on the other end of this, it seems like it would be a confederation of, like, powerful, like, either absolute monarchies or, like, dictatorships. Maybe an imperial. Yeah, definitely, yeah. like, a C-spanning. These could be the people that uh, the Lime country seceded from. Uh, yeah, that makes the most mm-hmm. sense uh, as a former colony. Okay, what does our, our opposite side look like, then? Um, uh, okay, so I'm thinking... I'm trying to resist bringing like a West East thing. Yeah, I think that that's right. Well, yeah, yeah I don't want democracy more... to be like the other side of it. I feel like that isn't that interesting. No, but so if we've got like an imperial setting, we could have like a monarchical setting on the other side. What about um, what about like a monarchy that collapsed because of a popular revolution, and that's why like the idea of revolution is still on the Lime Island that was fomented by these knights. And then, like, a monastic order took over, or, like, the this failed revolution, like, they tried to have a democracy, and then that, in turn, failed and was conquered, or, like, overtaken by, like, a dictatorship of some a kind. Monastic, monastic dictatorship. I'm yeah. having some thoughts. I'm, what if the prophecy is related to rebirth somehow, and uh, reincarnation is, like, a big thing in the monastic beliefs of this setting, and... Maybe the the story is that from this well, or maybe it's a pool, maybe it's like a glade or something like that. You can be born anew. So the prophecy is talking about like being born anew. But what it actually means is like the land, the world is is born anew, not like a human being. But mm. all these leaders are thinking it means like actual like rebooting. I was just gonna say that's an obvious motive for like these imperial types to want it. Because then they can live forever and they can rule their empire forever. I was also gonna say mm-hmm. but reincarnation yeah. makes sense in this setting where this war's gone on for this long because uh there would be no like moral objections to stopping the war since people reincarnate anyway or i mean some i mean places that believe in reincarnation don't think let's just die <laughs> but yeah i mean it would lessen i guess that's true <laughs> it could lessen just like people are more willing to die if they think they're going to go to that's heaven. true yeah. yeah i like the idea of the prophecy being about rebirth and it being tied to this well um do we think that it would like would the actual fulfillment of the prophecy be like restoring the war torn landscape? I think the fulfillment of the prophecy is the world order is reborn. That that there's no things war. are less imperial yeah, yeah. and monarchic and controlled. Oh, and, it's like, like a soft reset, basically. Yeah. The Monks Sea Lime Island, we really need a better name for it than that. Uh the Monks Sea Lime Island is kind of a way to a step forward for that. And they kind of believe that there's some prophetic reason for them to be there. <laughs> Tropago. <laughs> like Green Moon Isle or something like Green that. Green Moon Island, I like That's that. Nice. Or l- nice. Limeland. It's not yeah, Limeland. <laughs> yeah, I was, my brain was on Lime Zealand. It's not Key Lime Lime Zealand. Lime LaCroix Island. LaCroix Island. LaCroix Land. Commonwealth of Lime Australia. Oh my god. New Limeland. Okay. Anyway. Um... Where were we at? Well, I, I mean, there's, I think I think there can be that, but I, I do think that uh, there's also definitely the whole utilitarian aspect to it, where 
they are more powerful on the island than over where they've been fighting yeah, for so yeah. long. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think the rebellion really works without that. Well, yeah, I, I like the idea that the monks who break off kind of have some higher power or higher they aspiration. Were, they look, yeah, to. yeah, they're. Because we we're describing all these monks that are like not acting very monk like traditionally, mm-hmm. so I like the idea of like there's being this desire to well, maybe we, live more well, peacefully. Yeah, the or, monks used to be purely political. We use the word monastic, and now they're military, right, like, and it, they regret the loss of that earlier kind of tradition. Well, some of you them know? do, like the Jedi. There's a couple like flavors of monk, right? Because there is the sort of East Asian Buddhist kind of thing. There is the Judeo Christian idea of a monk, and then there's also like military religious orders are not monks but they basically mm-hmm. are like so it, i don't think we're pigeonholing ourselves by using the word monk mm-hmm. really right but i just want to make sure all the different kinds are represented if it's a sort of a monk world, they are they are monastic ways. societies yeah. but yeah yeah dan is right like stuff like the templars and stuff they were monk-like but weren't monks yeah yeah i think for the purposes of the setting but they had they had that spiritual like desire to go in crusade which is what most of them are doing to try to get to this fountain of rebirth. Yeah, so uh, maybe it was, I don't think it was, I think it was the unification of this country that kind of prompted the war. Like, they didn't declare war on a bunch of people, but people assumed, oh, now that they're unified in the wells in their territory, uh, we have to invade them. So... Well, yeah, and you have this militaristic, ambitious state on the border of this newly unified state that's about to go and seize, like, the source of the most powerful energy in the world. Mm. And... It makes sense that they would like retaliate. Yeah, that would probably that would be a good way to kick the whole thing off. I think things should maybe start out with the spirit bomb. Huh? Oh, so you think they open kick off big like a like a like a city just gets like murked. we open on the spirit. Hell yeah, <laughs> shit. And then like fires are running through because maybe yeah, it's who, like a de- really on, wooded need, area. We need really names woody. for countries. We've come up with Green I've Moon Island. Like, Green not... Moon Island for Limeland. Uh. Um, we have the Wandering Abbeys. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that, actually. Wandering Abbeys. Yeah, they're the, they're the, the Wandering Abbeys is the ones who came and settled on uh, Green Moon Island, No, no, right? I, the no. Green Moon Island is... Wandering Abbeys is like lots of nation states. Um, that unified, kind of like, like Germany, yeah. Where the fountain is, yeah. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, to the north, there's the Imper- Imperial guys, Imperium. Altonia. And, and Altonia is the Imperial guys, yeah, yeah. Fine. And Glacia? Glacia, oh, I like that. Sure. Wait, Glacia for uh, the sort of revolutionary state? Yeah. Okay, okay. With an S. Nice, nice. Um, so. Yeah. Nice, nice. So you're saying who struck first, Walt? Yeah, that is what I was asking. Or who gets bombed first? That's really. Who gets uh, bombed first? Uh, probably the wandering abbeys, right? I think that they would be the ones to get bombed. Because they hold the Damn. well at the start. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a... Yeah, it's a blitzkrieg. It's a one-two punch. Mm. So there's only one punch. There could be two spirit bombings. I don't know. I don't know if we want to. <laughs> lean the fact too much that it's still a world no, no, war no. indicates that it was not just one punch. <laughs> it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you you hope it will be one punch in the sense that you sort yeah. of hope that you'll take Russia. Actually, one for like the wandering abbeys, considering they just like pack up and leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they can't anymore because now they're tied to this well. Uh. You know, now they have well, to I bet fight. lots of people just get out of town because they don't want to deal with this shit. But yeah, so like a nation as it like coalesces would defend the, the well. Cling on nice, to that. Nice. Man, it sucks to be those guys. It does yeah. suck ass. But don't worry. They'll, 
still recover from it in a big way, I feel. If history is any indication, they'll bounce back. So we ultimately have four factions here. We have four. There, there is a fifth faction that we've kind of talked about uh, that I'm going to call like the... Uh, it's like the old, decrepit empire uh, bound together by family ties. But that's not super important. I just think if we actually revisited this, we could I talk thought that about just it. existed before Glacia. I thought that was Glacia. No, no, no. I kind of wanted an Austria-Hungary Last. analog uh, uh. that was just like a fucking fused kingdom that's completely fu- But anyway, I think four yeah. factions is enough because otherwise people are going to get confused because we are, again, right, 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 there are right, no right. maps here yeah. <laughs> that people can no. see. It's true. Right. Yeah, speaking of, maybe maybe we could, like, walk through just real quick, give a quick timeline again of with, with all these names now. Yeah. Okay, so we have the Wandering Abbey originally in control of the well. To the north, let's say, is... Uh, Aldonia. Walter? Yeah, Aldonia, Aldonia is the, like, nation which hundreds of years ago, before uh, the Wandering Abbey's unified, colonized Green Moon Island, which is another part of the world, even. Uh, and they're the Imperial faction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then to the south we have Glacia, which used to be a monarchy, but has since gone into rebellion, and is now and like a theocratic, uh, failed revolutionary state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like briefly a democracy, and then it was taken over by like a, the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. Right, and then we have the rebel islands of Green Moon Isle. Yeah, so it sounds like it's Glacia and uh, the Aldonia. wandering. Oh, you think Glacia and Aldonia against uh, the Wandering Abbeys? Uh, no, they're not. They're not allied. It's like a. It's a three. Wandering Abbeys are just stuck in the middle. Like they're they're not. I don't. They're not actively trying to be at war with anyone. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would think that different abbeys would ally piecemeal with different factions. Well, they kind of they yeah. kind of unified eventually, right? Once they well, unified around the well, it prompted the war. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say that they split between them, but you can say that they unified and that kicked off well, the war. Not, yeah. not all of them unified. How about no, James? Like what do you solution. think? What does the Warlord say? No, I think, I think ultimately, what it was is um, Altonio made a play for the Well when they saw the takeover of Glacia by the three Ecratic states and the wandering abbeys did not initially form during that grab. But as they saw the effects of the war that was going on between Glacia and Altonia on their land, they coalesced into oh. what we now call the Wandering Oh, it's Abbeys. like a wartime well, government. Well, and what I like, if the I prophecy like was what propelled the theocracy in Glacia to power? Yes. Um, oh, Because we, we yeah. said the prophecy kind of kicked off this thing. So, so right. they, they think if they can take the well, Glacia, that they can use it to renew the world. Right. And that was the idea there. That was their whole right. deal. Well, they think they can use it to renew themselves. I, I, I think it has to be the sticking point of the prophecy that's ambiguously worded in such a way that people, men, think it means that like they can be reborn. But what it actually means is that through this whole process, the world will be reborn. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, yeah. How did they how did everyone receive the prophecy? How did how did the prophecy come to be, by the way? Uh, I, I guess so. Whatever theocratic force took power in glacia i mean, <laughs> this is letting the game be fleshing out the religion but maybe there's like a lady of the lake kind of figure that's like almost messianic but wasn't like the i don't really want to get into like another crater deity but like it's just a powerful force in this world and is based in and around the well and she's just sort of the like the not the guardian of it but like the arbor well arbiter means I, guardian. ironically maybe unironically want to get back to key 
Yeah, I was going to say, what if there's, what if it's possible to become pure key? Like, it's really rare, but like at, at important moments, someone can just like become a key incarnation being. And that happened. And, and someone spoke this prophecy. Um, and, and I think that that happened at the well. And then for the whole double entendre thing, it let out like this note when it happened that was heard across the continent. And then different like mystics and whatnot came to interpret it. Oh, like a whisper in everyone's ear. Yeah, I like, like that. Shine. Yeah, and then the Glacians mm. came around this idea that they had to become a theocracy and they had to gain control of the well because oh. it gave you the power of reincarnation. Kind of like when a comet appears above like a battlefield and everybody thinks it's a signal that they're going to win. Yes. And at both sides interpret it the exact same way. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. But let's talk about our island because I think that's the main setting of the... Uh, Sort of the island is I, definitely where all the fun takes place. I think a lot of yeah, the, even though it's not where the well is, uh, the people that led the revolution in Glacia, I think they fled to Green Moon Island. Okay, that makes sense. That kind of makes, makes sense why they have a dog in this fight, why they're trying to agitate still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I like to think that, that that'll be the seed of the new world, uh, this intellectual revolution that's going on. Yeah, I think eventually, like as the war goes on, that. The well reappears there. Mm. Oh, I like. And then all of a sudden, everyone yeah. in the world is like gunning for it. And it's just. Uh, oh, it, were the my, were the monks originally migratory because the well would move? Maybe oh. like like a million years before the thing happened. And they knew their ancestors knew. Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. That kind yeah, of. But they've they've since forgotten, which is why everything got sedentary. OK. I like oh, that man. a lot, actually. Uh, so they weren't expecting the well to pop up there. Imagine you send hundreds of thousands of people to their deaths for this well and you get there and it's fucking moved. It's gone <laughs> to Lime <That's>... Island. <laughs> yeah. And then Lime Island is ostensibly so powerful, but also like pretty like pacifist, you know, they're like defensive as opposed to aggressors. Yeah, well, I think you're going to have to start being aggressive if you're attacked on all sides by you're gonna have to preemptively attack I think some fleets that are moving to you <laughs> that's still uh, a defensive operation i mean I, I want there to be a subversion though like maybe they value the the surviving nature of this island so much they just let people come in <laughs> like let refugees come in yeah or even like let the armies like armies come and like they would spirit bomb them and try to grind them down I don't want that to happen. So I, like, I think I think that when, if you want to do the inversion, then when the armies come for them, all of the monks that fight for the other armies, not only does their power not work on the occupants, um, but they're like overcome by a sense of like not just the power of the well, but like the righteousness of the well, and then and they the righteousness of the islanders' cause. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Do they defect? Wow. Or are they just I, not able not to fight? Not all of them. Plus, there are non-monks in attendance, right? In the armies, right? Yeah, yeah. but if you're if you're if your Superman super soldier stops fighting uh, out of like a sense of awe, that's slightly mm -hmm. washing over you as well. Yeah, yeah. I do think <laughs> it might be good I, to establish a scale of how many of these there are. Like, mm -hmm. like if for like a thousand men, like normal soldiers, there's like ten monks or something like that. Yeah, I'd, that would be helpful. I, I don't know. To know. I like I like somewhere between one and seven to a thousand. 
uh-huh. every thousand people. That makes them Does. rare and like high value targets too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes them Jedi. I also think a war of attrition <laughs> is not possible if you're defending an island, really. You know, uh, once they land, you're done. Like, I think that they know that if if the any other army... Yeah, I guess you can do some Japanese uh, shit where you retreat into, like, bunkers and live, you know... But that is defeat, The only you know? thing, <laughs> the only thing Green Moon Island has is their monks can stop them from landing on the beaches. And as long as they can do yeah, that, they can yeah. hang out. As long yeah, as they up, build up out. until when up until when the well moves, yeah, hundred percent. Like their, oh, their what whole if this, defense is okay. What if this like uh, hang on? I know we've said too many factions, but what if this like Austria Hungary like decrepit royal family wants to get back into Band. political power Band. and get them out. get them out, vetoed. Get them out. Okay, okay. Too many, too many, too many irons. All right, all right, yeah, right, right. we still have irons. to bring back up the limes. We can't be talking about Austria Hungary. That's true. Well, so limes, we haven't touched on limes. The limes are a metaphor. For, the limes are a metaphor for the wholesomeness for of the earth. Austria Hungary, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a backdrop of like, it just really sucks to be a soldier because you get your lime ration, like, you know, every third meal, and you probably all have scurvy symptoms that's only barely being managed. It just fucking sucks. Yeah, because you think of scurvy as being a big problem on ships, but, like, if you're a soldier fighting, you still need all the same nutrition, and, like, so have you, you need the supply lines. Have you ever seen the calories on an MRE? Yeah, if you have an MRE, but what goes in the MRE? No, I lines. know, but I mean, like, soldiers soldiers burn calories, like, so fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're, you don't like, think specifically about getting scurvy because they we have those supply lines going. Yeah. But like that would be that would be definitely decimating. Well, nations um, they had strategic lime reserves, <laughs> <laughs> which have since dwindled as the war has gone on in length. And the, the MREs get worse and worse. It starts out as like uh like this nice you get like a little like pork chop pork chop steak and a little uh, lime drink on the side. And by the end, they've literally just got like they give you a lime. And, and like, like eat some... it, it'll cure you. <laughs> they give you Fine. like a little ketchup packet full of lime juice. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> fucking sucks. To suck. You're supposed to mix it in with your coffee. <laughs> the officers are hoarding like uh, mixed lime alcoholic beverages. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that is and, funny. Uh, to maybe do a callback to something you guys used to do. I think I think the two main settings, if you were to run this setting. Uh, <laughs> Would be somewhere around where the well currently is, and uh, maybe acting as an agent of uh, the island. Mm, mm. Yeah, so <laughs> you could do like a straight up military game anywhere. You could do a game where you're like saboteurs inf- uh, infiltrating Green Moon Island. Uh, you could do, I guess you could do like spy shit anywhere, really. But you could really yeah. spy shit's monks. the best shit to do. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's true. Spies get more limes. Spy monks. Spy monks. Spy monks. Yeah, you could be spy monks being sent into the um to infiltrate the monarchy. Makes sense somehow. Yeah. I think there's a lot of potential for. There's a lot of stuff in the in setting too. Uh, it's it's very large. As soon as well, you that, said well, World that's, War that's II, you know, yeah, because World War Two is like the one of like the archetypal stories. I think. It's like World War II, uh, stuff in the Bible, and uh, yeah. The Simpsons are the three stories that it's humans like, are <laughs> capable of producing. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella and Man in a Hole. That's Cinderella, that's uh, Plato's Cave, and <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. And Dumb and Dumber. Those are the in that three. Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This has been a good episode, I think. Do we want to delve into anything else, or do we want to kind of wrap it off with a bow? I think we should. I can't think of anything we missed, so. Okay, okay. Well, that was actually, James, it was a pleasure having you on, I gotta say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Listen, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, if you want to replace one of these guys, I'm fine with it. You know, just DM me privately. Just message me. Uh, Walter, I can eat a lot of milk duds. Don't do this. Oh, wait. (laughs) How many milk duds can you eat? Five. Wow. That's well, more well, than we I didn't, that's wow. more than I can eat. All I'm saying, Walter, is check your couch. Well, folks. I didn't want to tell you this, Walt, but you don't actually control a majority interest in the podcast anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> we, we sold wow. some that of the shares off Prince to the public. Bought, bought our <laughs> I, I hate to tell you this, but Batman sold me fifty one percent of the shares. <laughs> <laughs> If you all like this episode, go ahead and subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every Wednesday. Go ahead and write us a review on iTunes or your podcasting service that you use. It really helps us out. Our art is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us too at Lads or send us hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building. <laughs>